Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Guys, you're very welcome back to another episode on NarcCon, where we look at the narcissistic personality disorder in order to understand what what we've experienced in a, a relationship and how to heal from it because of that understanding. So today I'd like to talk about isolation and why the narcissist will isolate their targets or their victims, and particularly in an intimate relationship. And a lot of you guys, I know a lot of my clients from coaching um, will will come to me with huge rumination issues, um, finding it very difficult even after gaining the knowledge from the videos in relation to what we've all been through, what they've been through. But finding that the head is engaged, but the heart's not catching up. So I will do a video specifically on rumination, hopefully next. But this actually, this video will lead quite well into it because one of the reasons that we're caught ruminating post-discard um, from a narcissistic individual is because of the manipulation they use in relation to isolating their target. So let's get into why a narcissist will isolate their intimate partner. Okay, so the narcissist picked you because they perceived you as being a valuable resource to them. So don't mind what they say in the devaluation stage. They saw you in all your glory when they went into the relationship with you and they placed a high value on you because they don't waste their time on someone they don't feel is worthy of them. And they have a very grandiose sense of self, very omnipotent, very superior sense of who they are. So if they were engaging with you, you can be sure that they had a very high opinion of you. So being their primary source, the person who's going to regulate their emotions on a daily basis, you're extremely important to them in the relationship capacity because you provide them with the things that are necessary for them to actually survive in life. Whereas you can survive on your own a person with a narcissistic personality disorder needs other people, is totally dependent on other people to prop up the false mask that protects them from the true self and is basically a facade of a person, a fake person that needs other people to believe in them in order to exist. You don't need that. You have an identity um, a stable identity. I know it wavers a bit after being with a narcissist, 
but it is stable to the core and you will recover from this experience once you do the work. So why do they isolate us? Um, you know, you, you may have found in the beginning of the relationship and that's why it's hard because it's a red flag that doesn't come until later in the relationship. The narcissist would have been very keen to meet all of your associates and your family um, and everyone associated with you, basically, to see, to, to line up, to see actually what they were dealing with, to see who is a potential threat to them overtaking you, to them getting 100% of you, and to see if any of your associates or family could become an ally of the narcissist. So they really, they're interested in people because people are food. So they want to suss out the people that are around you, the people that are going to be a threat or the people that are going to be a useful resource. So initially you think this is wonderful. I've got a great partner here. They're very interested in me, my friends, my family, and it's all just absolutely hunky-dory doodle, dandy, perfect, lovely. And that's one of the things that will get us hooked in the initial stages because it does appear to be all great. However, slowly the narcissist will start picking faults with people that they feel are a threat to them. And the reason they'd feel people are a threat to them is if, if you had a particularly close relationship with a very healthy individual in your family or your friends who really validated you and who who you liked spending time with and who wanted to spend time with you and maybe was a little bit wary of jumping right in with the narcissist like you may have done or maybe some other people who are very empathic and very trusting someone with a bit who's a bit canny so the narcissist will pick out these individuals in your circle, in your inner circle, in your outer circle and begin a subtle critique of them. This is designed to, to make you draw back a little bit from that person. Um, the narcissist will play a lot of mind games with you. If you have had any any rivals in your family or friends that might have been a little bit kind of slightly envious of you or maybe not envious of you but just kind of competitive the narcissist will will bring these things to your attention or make suggestions suggestive thoughts will plant seeds in your head that maybe your brother or sister is jealous of you or um, they're just looking for stuff from you. They'll do a lot of projection, a lot of how they feel honestly about you onto other people. So they're starting the edge of the isolation in that they're they're drawing you away from your close contacts by planting seeds of critique in your mind, seeds of doubt about um, the genuine nature of the people that are around you, all projection. It's a very slow process, but the narcissist will vamp it up if there's any, any hint of an argument, say, between you and someone else or a misunderstanding. They'll really hone in on that and 
make it more than what it is or even or even go to the person and mess around by telling untruths or half truths to stimulate stimulate bad feeling and stimulate doubt in your mind basically this is game playing on the narcissist part you may find out that this has happened after the relationship has ended and people actually come forward and tell you what they didn't really want to tell you because they didn't want to interfere or they felt it wasn't their business to do so but oftentimes at the end of a relationship with a narcissist or when people see you backing away from that person they will come forward with confidences um, that they wouldn't otherwise have brought to the table to you during the relationship. So why does the narcissist do this? Why does the narcissist try and make you look uh, disfavorably, is that a word, on your family and friends, the ones at least that they feel are taking you away from them? Okay, so the narcissist you're a resource to the narcissist and the narcissist wants 100% of your can do, of, of you doing for them, of your money, of your time, of your energy. Basically, you are there to serve them, there to give and there to honour, there to admire, there to work for, etc, etc, etc. So if you are having um, interactions or relationships with other people that are taking your time away from the narcissist or your resources away from the narcissist. Um, that's a no-no with them because you belong to them because they're giving you themselves and their time and therefore the transaction is you belong to them. That's the way they look at things. They don't have a healthy perspective in relation to you having your own life, your own thoughts, your own dreams, your own relationships. They want that to end as as quickly as possible without you realizing that there is a man manipulation going on. So one of the reasons then is that they want all of your resource, all of you and the resources that you can offer them. The second reason, this is a biggie, is if you only have the narcissist's voice in your head and you don't have validation from anybody else or anybody else who knows you and loves you reflecting back you as you really are to you, you lose a sense of yourself and all your validation must come from your narcissistic partner, which gives them a huge amount of control over you and Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba engenders a a big dependency a big dependency from you to them you you become wholly and solely dependent on the narcissist as your friends and family move further away from you as you have less time with them and as you you have less a sense of yourself and being loved 
everything you're getting is coming from the narcissist. So when the narcissist withdraws from you and the relationship at the, at the latter stages, you know, with discard or if you leave them, you're left with a huge amount of rumination about who you are, um, feeling very lonely, thinking back on the relationship with the narcissist. And this is a manipulation. All the narcissist's manipulations, guys, when they're in the relationship with you, have a residual effect after post-relationship. That That's the reason it's so hard to recover because you're getting, you're basically repairing the damage the manipulations did to you in the relationship. So that's the second reason um, that the narcissist's voice is the only voice uh, that you will hear. And the third reason kind of follows on from that in that we need, we need um, interaction in the world. We need relationships, a diverse amount of relationships. We need friends, family, all the different dynamics and different relationships to give us a whole healthy sense of self and a healthy life where we're not getting our needs met all from one person because that's not healthy. And particularly from a disordered personality type person, you're going to get very messed up with that kind of dynamic going on. You lose a sense of who you are because the narcissist does not respect your right to your individuality. They don't. Your individuality threatens the narcissist, basically. So it has to be all about the narcissist and you becoming a blank, taking all your needs and colour and uh, outer friendships and desires and dreams, they all have to be subdued. And the best way to do that is not to have influences from other people asking you about yourself, um, you bouncing off your friends and family, you interacting and getting needs met there. The narcissist wants you a colourless resource for them so that you are going to say, it's like the backup. What's You know the backup in films when there's a film star um, and they have subs. Is that what it, I don't know if it's called that, but they have someone who can stand in to the role if necessary. They want you, yes, supporting actor maybe. They want you as the supporting actor of their life. So you're the support act. You are not entitled to have a lead role or or have a role of your own or your identity. That is ideally what the narcissist wants. They want a codependent, servile. It's often said in videos, doormat, but I hate that term. They just want someone who's not going to threaten them in any way and is going to do everything that they want. So long-termers, I think, in relationships are often very isolated from friends and family. But in order to stay in the relationships towards the end, I have heard of people who, who start to re-engage with others outside the relationship with the narcissist in order to actually remain with the narcissist because the abuse becomes so bad. And it is at that stage that people do, when they reach out, 
begin to to leave because they have a reflection back of who they actually are from others and it's the healthier dynamic going on so that guys just to summarize is why the narcissist isolates you it's to have more power and control over you to subsume you to submerge you for you to lose your identity and again post discard it's one of the big problems we have with rumination because we don't have have the source of our validation there anymore we are left wondering who we are we have submerged ourselves so much in the narcissist life that we feel that we are like a limb of the narcissist like we're an arm that the narcissist dropped off sorry that's terrible but this is the best way i can describe it we feel we feel we need to get ourselves back from whom we submerged into. Um, it's like, do, do, I don't know if any of you guys are, are Trekkies, Star Trek or the next generation. And there's this big, um, the Borg, you know, this big cube and there's a central brain, I think, but everyone is connected to this and they can't operate as an individual. So they're all assimilated into the Borg. Um, and that is kind of how you feel when you're discarded by a narcissist or you have to leave a narcissist. You're still wired to them and you have to dewire from them in order to get yourself back. So that's a big reason for the rumination. And isolation is a diabolical technique that all narcissists use um, to confuse you, to make you come become more dependent on them so that they can control you better. And remember, the narcissists are all about power, control and keeping their resources close. And another thing, just before we come to the end of the video, guys, sometimes in the initial stages when the isolation process is taking part, um, we can think that the narcissist is maybe jealous of our friends or family or jealous of a potential suitor, someone that comes along that is, has an interest in you. And you can kind of think, wow, they must love me an awful lot to want me with them all the time. And they can give you that impression as well that, that the two of you, you know, should be together more. We can work on the relationship that they love you so much, they want you with them all the time. And that actually is a big fat lie. They don't, they're not jealous of you because they think you're great and they don't want anyone else taking your attention. They're jealous because they own you. It's a kind of possessive jealousy. It's not a, not a complimentary, um, you know, jealousy, if you can call it that at any stage. So it is a kind of a, it can wrong foot you. You can think, wow, you know, this person wants to be with me so much. And initially that's very attractive when you're falling in love with this person. But there is a time, you know, after we fall in love with someone that a healthy balance has to be reinstated. Um, it's not normal to spend 24 seven with your partner, you know, post the initial stages when you just can't leave each other alone, which is often a kind of a, a stage you go through in, in falling in love with someone. This is way, way, way beyond that. And it can be confusing, but you can begin to wonder, 
you know, when it goes on six months, you're kind of, you kind of need your space and the other person isn't giving it to you. And they're trying to convince you that it's because they love you so much. Don't fall for that one, guys. It's not healthy. It's a narcissist. So um, the next video we'll do is going to be on rumination and stay safe, guys. Stay well and keep doing the work. Keep getting the education. And don't forget, coaching is a great resource to support you in your healing journey. And I offer coaching. You can contact me at narxcon at gmail.com. It's all that that um, email address is always in the information section if you go to the channel or go to the drop down on the description. Go to the drop down on the video and you'll see the description and you'll see my email address there. So I will see you again soon. I may very well be in a different country next time when I come to you and then I will show you around there. I might do walkie talkie. Stay blessed, guys, and I'll talk again soon. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.